Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hello, DBP listeners. Today, our episode is titled Be Kind, Be Lovely. And we are pairing that with a Gewürztraminer called Be Lovely, Be Dot Lovely. And it's from Washington State. So, On the label, it also says to be sincere, to be generous, to be gracious, and to be lovely. So let's do it all. Let's do it all. And let's crack it. Let's crack it. So we're going to be talking a little bit about random acts of kindness and what you can do in your everyday life, small little things to be lovely and be kind to all those other humans out there. Uh, And we are pouring this. Gewürztraminer. Gewürzt. Or or as people say, gewürzt. Ooh, um, now, like. this is a German varietal, but it, this wine is from Washington State. And yes, you need is. to cheers. 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 Ooh. So, Gewürztraminer is a very aromatic white wine. Yeah. It's like a you, light, light, um, it's a very pale yellow color. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And this is a 2017, so it's not like it's particularly aged. So just just I'm getting out. a lot of melon. So I'm, okay, I'm not sure because Gewürztraminer is, I feel like I am getting the notorious flavor of lychee. Yes. Yes. Right? It is in here. This is like wildly representative of that. And I get like honeydew or like. Yeah. Like a, one of those. A non, sweet melon. Yeah. But not like a. It's not sweet wine. It, it kind of has got a sweetness to it for me. Um, it's. But I would say like not an underripe melon, like an overripe melon. Yeah. 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 It's. it's um, uh, let's see. 12.3% ABV. So lighter on the alcohol side, but that's pretty normal for this kind of white. Yeah. Um, From the but walla, I, I do walla. think there is walla, walla. Oh, walla. I do think there is some sweetness on here. Okay, it's not. I wouldn't call it. It's not like a moscato. It's not a sweet wine. <laughs> oh God, no. But it's. I mean, it's got. I think this would be a good transition for people who don't really love the dry whites. But, Fair. But are like kind of into those moscatos and whatever, but are looking for something new to try. I think this would be a really good transition. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the flavors of Gewürztraminer because I think that what you've described lines up with some of the stuff that we found. So, again, this is a this is a Washington wine. However, it is primarily grown in France and uh, Germany, but it's also grown in Argentina quite a bit, which is really? kind of interesting to me. Really, um, it is a white wine varietal that typically has pink to reddish skins. Known for its intense floral aromas, including lychee. Uh, is lychee a fruit, though? It is a fruit. All right. But one of the intense aromas is also lychee. I got but it. I don't think I really know what lychee smells like, but I'm I pretty do. sure this is what it tastes like. like. It. Okay. But I don't. I don't get so much the floral. I think this is a. This is more. I get more fruit on this one. So um, it says off dry, it makes off dry wines. Yeah. So the, that kind of makes sense because I don't consider this, I would not consider this a dry wine. Oh, I don't think so either, but it's, so it typically, it has a high natural sugar content and it does really, really well in, in cool climates. There was something that I read where it talked about like a trickiness 
if you will, for Gewürztraminer, where you think it's going to be a sweet, you think it's a sweet wine, but it's actually not a sweet wine. Like there's something about its uh, chemical compounds and like the flavors and the aromas that are there that trick you into thinking that this is in fact a sweeter wine and perhaps some of that off dry nature you know, contributes to that too. So are you telling me that I've been, I've been, you've been bamboozled. I've been bamboozled. (laughs) Wow. So, okay. So really quick. So about off dry, I'm talking about like the residual sugar stuff. Yeah. So when we talk about dry, we typically say that there is about zero to 10 extra calories in your wine or one to 17 grams per liter in your wine. Um, all attributable to sugar, obviously. Uh, off dry, which is what we are pretty certain that we're drinking, is 10 to 21 calories, which equates to 17 to 15 grams per liter of sugar, okay. uh, of residual sugar. So if we were to actually, and this is why I think it's kind of interesting, if we were to equate this to like a champagne or a sparkling, this would be the same as a dry it would fall into that same really? residual sugar content. I find that really interesting. Yes, yes. Thank you, Wine Folly, for the beautiful uh, pictures. Yeah, it's super interesting. Anyway, um, I do prefer the, the brute if we're talking about spice. I find it interesti- interesting that Gewürz in German means herb or spice. Because yes. I'm not getting a lot of herb or spice on this. Yes, okay, and so actually that's a great point because so there's not a ton of spice but when they talk about spiced I think spice can when you translate it it can also mean just it's there's something extra like it's um okay um one of the things Karen McNeil mentioned it's Gewürztraminer is known for explosive aroma so roses lychee uh gingerbread orange marmalade grapefruit pith so you get a little acidity there Mm mm-hmm Fruit cocktail syrup, and this this ex- these explosive aromas she describes come vaulting out of the glass, and Gewürztraminer is nothing if not extroverted. So this is not like a I'm just gonna chill in your glass, very sippable, calm. Collected. No, once you know it's there, it does. It's like I'm here. Hey, it's like busting out. It's busting out. We already talked about Gewürz meaning herb or spice. Yes. Traminer is actually a representative of a grape variety um, called Sauvignon, maybe? Blanc? Uh-huh. And that is a grape in northern Italy. Now, this it's is not, not the Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. No. Right. It is actually the parent grape of Sauvignon Blanc. Because mm-hmm. I call it, I pronounce it Sauvignon I'm not sure how because it's more to. like it's spelled more like savage, like S A V instead of S A U V. Yeah. So that's sort of my way to differentiate it because I do remember learning about this when I looked up stuff about Sauvignon Blanc. Um. Yeah. It basically looks like savage. Mind blown. Yeah. Right. Mind blown. Mind blown. But so that yeah that is the um I always want to say Traminer too when I see it separately out of Gewürztraminer. Gewürztraminer. Traminer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, that's one of the... Uh, so an herby Traminer. One of the founder varieties. It's an, is the 
Savignin, or however we say it. Savignin. Yeah. That's how I... So that's where the, that's where the word, the name comes from. So it's not just some random German sounding word. It means something. It actually means something, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And it's, so I did mention that it is, it originated in France, but in the Alsace region, which is, you know, again, that territory that's sort of been like German, German French, German, yeah. French, German, French. But it still had that heritage from the German name. Gewürztraminer right. uh, is best enjoyed in its youth when its acidity is at its highest. And so I don't think that we are getting... I don't feel personally that there's like as much acidity as I would maybe expect from that statement. No. This is a 2017, so it is pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not supposed to age it more than like five years or something like that. All right. Yeah. And food-wise, what do you think this would work well with? Well, I don't know, man. Because of like the, it really is like Melanie and lychee. Like, this is why I'm struggling because you're not gonna do any like overly herby. But I do think, and I I did read that, and like other people who put reviews on like TotalWine.com or like whatever. Uh-huh. People really like pairing this wine, especially this particular wine, with Indian food. Or, like, curries and stuff like that. Okay. So, I do think that that's going to pair well. I'm not quite sure that this is going to lend itself quite as much to super overly, like, heated spicy dishes, you know? Spicy, like, I'm like, I need, like, to go I think this would work really well with, like, a mild to moderate Thai dish. Yeah. I could see, yeah, I can definitely see that. Nothing no, that's nothing like overbearing, too spicy, right. but like, I think this would do really good because that like those, you in Thai food you have all those flavors like coconut and like oh my god yeah, you know you've got vegetables and you've got this brown sauce and like all this stuff going on and I feel like this would complement it really well because it's it's got kind of that fruity nature and that just, blends well with like the coconut type. Agreed. But also balancing that spice. But because it is so fruity, this is where I personally am struggling with, would I really want to bet? Like, I love love Thai food. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I would want something that is maybe not quite as, to to quote Karen McNeil, extroverted of a white wine. I think I would want something that's a little bit, maybe... Are you going to say Riesling? I mean... (laughs) Yes, I actually think that Riesling is like my go-to white wine now. Oh my god! Because because I know because I become I know more. Yeah, right. That's a favorite song. Great. Um, Because I know more about it, and I know how to tell like certain like I know more about the regions and Mm -hmm. you know the trick of the ABV. Mm -hmm. This is a high ABV, like relatively high ABV. So like twelve point three percent for the white is. I mean. That's why I'm surprised it's not as dry. It is very, it is a very aromatic wine. I'll say that. I also think the ginger from a lot of Thai food would work well Ooh, with this. okay. I think that that's a good suggestion because if they say that Gewürztraminer can have like more of that like gingerbready spiciness that's a little bit. Like you kind of get that. That could really be a nice accompaniment. Right. Yeah. Because I, I feel like if you're eating, like if you're eating something... That has flavors that are op- opposite of this. It's gonna it's gonna clash. It's not gonna be good. Exactly. You need like the complement or the yeah. same type of flavors. Yeah. 
And oh, also, right. like a you know, I think a, I think it should be a meat based dish, honestly. But for this, yeah, really? or shrimp. Maybe yeah, I could see yeah. Karen McNeil recommends pork. She does. She I'm not sure like, if I'm on board with that. But what is she, it's something um, with rich, uh, rich, complex pork dishes. Yeah. But she does also mention. I mean, this costs about thirteen dollars. Like I think it's sold between like nine to fifteen or something mm-hmm. wherever you get it. But she says to drink top Gewurztraminer with rich complex pork dishes. So I don't know that this would maybe. So where be would your top Gewurztraminer come from? I think France. Right? I would assume France yeah. and uh, maybe Alsace. even Germany. Yeah, but otherwise, I don't know. This is Washington, and I typically like Washington wines to be honest. Italy. Italy is known to have one of the, I think it's one of the best ones, um, Alto Adige. Ooh. Adige? I, I don't know how to speak Italian. Uh, actually, I feel like that area, Alto Adige, also makes really good Pinot Grigio. I could be wrong about that. Okay. But um, I will say, actually, some of these names look familiar, but uh, in Wine Folly, she recommends that if you like Gewurztraminer or want something that is similar in nature, you could look at Tarantis, which is going to be that oh, Chilean, yeah. typically Tarantis Chilean. Oh, pretty good. I do I'm really not like even it. a huge Chilean wine fan, but yeah. I think what you're trying to say about Italy is the, the region of Trentino Alto Adige. Yes. Which is basically where that name comes from, Gewurz Tremener. The Tremener. Yeah. Yep. So that's the other place you'd want to get it from. Yeah. Um, interesting that it says it's grown in Moldova. Yeah, where? That is in Russia. Actually, one of my best friend was born there. No way. Yes. So I was that's literally why I like, know where about is that? Moldova? Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So this was Washington, and we have talked about other Washington wines before, including mm-hmm. a Riesling. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? That Washington is the second largest winemaking region in the States? I would totally believe that. I I either think it would be Oregon or Washington. I think I was under the impression that it would be Oregon. But Washington Mm -hmm. is, they take the freaking cake of number two. Okay. Um, So Washington's been producing wines for a long, long time. For maybe about like a hundred some odd years. But it was like crap stuff. Concord grapes and yeah. shit. So it really didn't start. It's only been making like really, really good wines with legit varietals for about 50 years. Do you know what I'm getting off this? Sorry what? to interrupt you. <laughs> A little bit of maraschino cherry. What? I know it's white. It doesn't make any sense. But just a tiny bit of that maraschino, like that syrupy flavor. Oh my God. You've hit the nail on the head where I'm like really torn about this. And this will speak a lot to my childhood. I did not like the fruit cocktail cups in syrup. I hated them. Yeah, it's like a maraschino. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. syrupy. I can feel that now. The Mm -hmm. suggestion, I was just like, oh, I couldn't remember. I couldn't quite peg what it was. Mm -hmm. That it's like you're drinking the syrup from one of those fruit cocktail cups. Exactly. I don't know if that was your thing. Great. If not, you're like. "Mm." I mean, this is this is good. I'm just. This is not bad, but there was something. I feel like I've had a Gewurztraminer in the past that I have liked more than this one. And with Gewurztraminer, you may find it does have a slight effervescence. Some of them may. I think more Alsatian ones. Alsatian. 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 Alsatian from Alsace. There you go. Okay. Okay, back to Washington. Okay, back to Washington. So, 
Um, about 50 years, Washington's like been really on the rise and really doing exceptionally well with growing like more typical grapes, especially uh-huh. I'd say Riesling is really top notch. Syrah is like, I want to say almost like the, the grape of Washington. So good there. It's amazing. So good. Amazing. Um, but the other thing that's interesting is that in Washington, mm-hmm. so there are only a few places who can fall into this category. Okay. Washington has the majority, and I say majority, I mean 99% of their vines are on their own original rootstock. Like they are not, Hmm. they they are not using the phylloxera tolerant rootstock. Because remember we've talked before a little bit about phylloxera and sort of what that did and basically wiped out all wine countries across the world. Yeah. Washington did not have to graft their vines onto phylloxera resistant. Is it because they grew wine later? No, because they have had the phylloxera bugs like come in. Okay. But usually, and they usually think it's like on like farm equipment or something, but they think it's actually because of the climate. Interesting. Because it is so far north and it can go, and I've never been to Washington. I hope to be there, go there soon. I've been there. Yes, you just went. Yep. But I went to the Charles Smith Winery and hung yeah. out with Charles Smith. Yeah. What up, Kung Fu? What up? What I read is that in Washington, their temperatures can go from like 40 degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit. Sorry. Yeah. 40 degrees Fahrenheit to zero within a matter of a few hours. Oh, I believe that. Over the winter. And what that does is that it fast freezes all of the vines and all of the liquid, the water running through the vines. And no joke... The vines can actually explode. Could you I would imagine love to see that? Could you imagine like an action movie of like going through a vineyard and it's like, <laughs> like all of the things. That'd be awesome. All the vines just explode and you're like, no, save the grapes. Although this is during the winter, so you don't have any grapes to save. But regardless, it's it is very interesting. I didn't. I was not aware. You know, when I think of Washington, I think of very very rainy. But a lot of the vineyard area is actually on the eastern side of a mountain range Uh and so it's more desert like it's semi-desert okay and so it doesn't get as much rain like the mountains actually sort of block that from going through Uh uh-huh and so it sort of protects everything but it keeps things more temperate and moderate i think during the summer um interesting yeah so i thought that that was very interesting especially the phylloxera like or the vine situation yeah because that's I think that's also an argument because a lot of people can say, you know, oh, our wines don't taste the same. Like in France, Mm -hmm. I know they've said, like, our wines don't taste the same since we had to, you know, graft our rootstock onto other rootstock. And so it's completely changed and it's not. It's just not the same. And truly, I mean, there are only a few areas in the world that have not had to do, had to do that. So they are, they are the legit clones rootstock which is very cool that's really cool yeah i liked it <sighs> i like it a lot so should we get into our kindness yeah so this our kindness talk okay so this wine label first of all is just so it's pretty it's got a little bee on it yes it's so cute and like it's Lovely. very whimsical if you you know yeah. i i really think it is and so just trying to think about this and like sort of what mood strikes me when i look at this bottle it just sort of 
came to be that we needed to talk about how we can be lovely humans. How you want to be a really kind person. Yes, exactly. So isn't the Random Acts of Kindness Day coming up? Yes. So February 17th, every year, it's, okay. it is the day. It and is I think it's random, actually a week. Well, yes. So every day, every February 17th is the Random Acts of Kindness Day nationally. But there is also, and I believe it started with a full week. Um, I, it starts on the 11th. It Right, this year it does. Yes. And I don't know if it's always the same week. It Some of the things that I read, I feel like maybe it changes. But launched in 1995 is the Random Acts of Kindness Week. And on um, one of the websites that I found, um, it is an annual opportunity to unite people around the world through kindness. And so, again, it's it's capped off with the full week of the Random Acts of Kindness with the actual dedicated day annually. So, you know what I like about this? Yeah, what? Is that... I mean, no, what? <laughs> I mean, we're going to kind of talk about what you should do, or not what you should do, but what you can do for random acts of kindness. But I like that I think it sparks people, because I don't think it should be a day or a week. I think it should be all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. So I hope that what this does is sparks people to continuous, continuously be kind to others. Well, don't you think that's the goal of like, yeah. you know, dedicated months like cardiac awareness or health Heart Health Awareness Month. These these months, these special days are designed to sort of raise awareness. Yeah. With the hopes that that awareness, I think, is going to stick with people. Yeah. Who participate and and try to encourage more people to participate. More people. So I agree. I don't think that this is like a hey, I'm going to do my one good deed on February 17th and call it a day. What up? But yes, I I agree that it should be carried throughout throughout the year. It's a nationwide thing. It's not the world necessarily. Although, I don't know. It should if, be the world. I don't know if the world has a... Like, maybe there are other sort of underground groups who are trying to maybe. pull this through. Maybe. But, well, okay. So there are different thoughts behind this. And I think that there's always that pay it forward. Right? Wasn't that a movie in like the 90s? Oh, I, I don't know. Regardless. So pay it forward is something that I think comes up every now and then and... It's actually very cute. I've actually seen mm -hmm. some of this in mm -hmm. action. Maybe we should talk about pay it forward. I think it's really nice. It's like if you're in line for Starbucks or the drive-thru and you're like, you know what? I'll buy the person behind me their coffee or whatever. Yeah. And you 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 give the money or whatever it may be. So yeah. I try to think through the logistics of that. And I'm like, but don't they already have had to have ordered in order for you to pay for it? No. I mean, you can be like, here's $5, mm. right? And so then you mm. hope that either that person really enjoys that and, and and maybe can afford to do it to the person behind them and that it continues, right? Mm -hmm. Or not. Maybe it doesn't. But <laughs> at least you kind or of not. Did that Someone kind just of thing. like, yeah, I got some yeah, free shit. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, can you imagine if you were in line having a bad day and you just get up there? And, like, $5 is probably not the biggest deal to a lot of people, right? But like, For how some kind people? would that yeah. be if you've, even, even if it's not a big deal, like if it is a big deal, then obviously like, then that's really nice. Yeah. But forget the financial impact. Like, how would you feel if someone, random stranger bought you your coffee? Yeah. 
you would feel great. It would make you feel so good. Absolutely. So in today's society, we find ourselves in a much more, I think, electronic and less personable Mm -hmm. world, which is part of the reason why I personally feel that when you have some of those face-to-face interactions with people, that it makes that makes that much more of a difference. Oh, it makes and a has world a greater of a impact because it's more it it sort of indicates that there's more thought that's gone behind it. Not to say that you can't do random acts of kindness via electronic modes of communication mm-hmm. or what have you. But I, I did find a list. There is a website called randomactsofkindness.org. And okay. I think that they have some really great ideas and also some really good quotes that I want to share some of later about different ideas. And okay. they even have, and this is so cool because what better thing to do for your children but to also have them participate in this. They're- Kids can do, I mean, they could, listen, every time I get a drawing from like a niece or nephew, I'm just like, oh my God, my heart's melted. It's, it's just something to brighten somebody else's day. So that's the other thing. It's not necessarily like some massive gesture. It doesn't need to be like over the top, whatever. Right. But... Again, I think you said it before, like think about how crappy someone's day might be and Mm -hmm. just smiling at a stranger or giving someone a compliment like, oh my God, girl, I love your blouse or I love your shoes or, you know, you look so vibrant or whatever. It sounds so silly. It really makes that person feel good. Yes. Yes. So a few fun kindness ideas that Mm. I found on the website um, and I, I'm going to ask if you have any other ideas too. Okay. But one of them was sort of the pay it forward, like buy somebody coffee. Yeah. Like the person behind you coffee. Um, Compliment the first three people you talked to today. Okay. Um, Another thing is donate old towels or blankets to an animal shelter. Oh, that's sweet. Right. I didn't even know that was a thing. I know. We just talked about tidying up, right? And getting rid of stuff. And so it's like, rather than, you know, we talked about like, rather than pitching it, like maybe donating to Goodwill. Animal shelters and homeless shelters also need this stuff. So if you find that you have, you know, maybe don't always bring it to goodwill. Like maybe go think of somewhere else unique to drop off this stuff. Or also I could, I could rather than donate some old towels or blankets, you mm-hmm. could even take it as far as go to the grocery store, buy a bag of groceries and bring it to your local food pantry. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. <laughs> another one is say hi to the person next to you on the elevator I actually will say that, although sometimes I think it could be potentially creepy, <laughs> um, I, when I take the elevator for work, the people in my new building are so freaking friendly. That's very like, nice. Like, so friendly. And they talk to you and they're like, oh my gosh, did you have, like, did you make it in okay? Like, how was, like, how was your commute? Or they'll make some funny little quip about, you know, the Cubs or yeah. <laughs> White Sacks or whatever. And it's just kind of nice because you sort of start your day with, like, a... Just a cute little positive interaction. Yeah. And I think that could potentially set the tone for what, like the rest of the day. I like it. I like it. Um, another one was to leave like a gas gift card at a gas pump, which... Oh, that would be know. really sweet. Here's one that I like actually really like. And it's it seems a little weird, I okay. will admit. But I have also been very aware of like different body self-image things that are coming out. Like there's yeah. this like... I weigh movement. Uh, and I think that we struggle in society of Photoshop where everybody's just really, really hard on themselves. And on this website, it says, 
Place a positive body image note in jeans pockets at a department store. So Aww. when people go to try them on or when they go home to like, like they buy them and then wash them, it's something, they have like a random note. Yeah. That just says like, you look amazing or, you know, yeah. what, like whatever. Like, I just think it's so clever and unique. And I'm just, I try to think about what I would, how I would feel if I got any of these. And I think. I also think it's really nice because when you do things like that, you're really not discriminating against who you're doing it to. It's just right. whoever, whomever yeah. is behind you. So there's nothing about like, you know, like what religion you are, or what race you are, like whatever, or what sexuality you are. Like it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's just no. like you're just doing it. So I think it's nice because you kind of just, you're just able to make someone smile regardless of who they are. Right. You know, and not that that should even be a thing. I don't think it's a thing, but people do these days. What the... Just, like, they discriminate against... So, like, when you do something like this, it's, like, it's, like, a paying it forward to whomever. It doesn't matter who, you know? And there's just, like, so much negativity going on. Yes. I think that that would just... It's just nice. Right? I really do love this. What, um... Hold hold the door open for people. I do that that all the time. You know what I really enjoy as a woman? What? When I'm... When I'm on a plane and I'm on a, by myself, yeah, like not with my husband, and like I can most definitely put my luggage up in the cabin. Oh yeah, space. like I you have no it. problem. Yeah, I have no problem doing it. But it's very nice when somebody helps. You. Someone usually male offers to do it for me. Yeah, I'm like, thank you. That is so nice of you. Yes, I really appreciate it. Yes, and I get very. Proud of my husband when he does that for other people too and helps them with their luggage for the elderly, for girls, like whatever. Absolutely. I really like that. I think that should be happening all the time. And I will say that when I went to Europe, which I've been several times, but they don't do it nearly as much. I was struggling, I remember, with two huge bags of luggage and no one offered to help me. Yeah. Whereas here I feel like most definitely someone would be trying to help. Yeah. So... Oh, that's interesting. So cheers to the American people for that. Fuck yeah. Ooh. That was a really, Mm -hmm. that was a really kind Mm -hmm. uh, cheers. Mm. Okay. I really love that too. And I, one thing that I think is super interesting since I became a boss, I I try to, I try to, boss lady, boss lady, boss bitch. Mm -hmm. Since I have done that, I have found that I really think that people benefit from hearing, you know, positive things. Oh yeah. Because a lot of times like there's a bunch of negative energy mm-hmm. in certain project teams or just, you know, we're, we're, it seems that we're always like running up against a deadline or something. And, you know, I don't think that people get enough compliments about their work necessarily yeah. yeah and actually the you know I, I try to do this with my staff and my coworkers and tell them you know oh my god that was like an awesome job like you rocked that presentation or like whatever it is which you know creates a lot of stress and anxiety for people so I hope to try to curb some of that with these compliments which are genuine I'm not saying I don't just say that to yeah. everybody but another thing that I I think would be good and <laughs> I basically am gonna do the opposite for uh, recent establishment that I visited, but giving compliments when you receive great service. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. And because a lot of people, you know, when you get surveys to fill out, like a lot of, usually if you have something really, really great to say or really, really bad to say, that's who fills out a survey, right? Exactly. But I also think that in terms, if you didn't get that survey, it's usually only people who have bad service mm-hmm. who call. Yep. But think about how important it is for a person, a company, whatever to get good to get positive feedback yeah it's so important to help balance it out you should get both it should be constructive criticism right i like constructive criticism yeah. but constructive criticism it can be positive and it can be exactly. giving you but it also can be giving you some things to work on which yeah. i think is fine too now i also i want to make the point that doing acts of kindness doesn't only impact the person who's receiving the kindness no. It makes you happier as a person. So there was actually a study done in 2005. Oh, yeah? In Stanford. Stanford. so smart there. Yeah, they're so smart there. So, so smart. Um, And they asked students to carry out five weekly random acts of kindness. So anything from giving food to a homeless person to helping their sibling with homework. You know, the most minor things. Okay. Seemingly, seemingly minor. minor things, and they showed that students had higher levels of ha- happiness than a control group who did not do these acts of kindness. Um, and all those people that did accomplish those five acts, yeah, they also had what they call good karma, because <laughs> hmm. every action has a reaction, which is karma. So basically, that translates to. You keep track of all your good and bad going ons, and then that gives you your karma, right? Yeah. So, like, is that science? I mean, I don't know. It's karma science. I believe in karma. Fuck yeah, I believe in but karma. But I don't think it's science. But I think it's mostly like, no, but what I think it is, is like basically the word that represents the positive emotions that you emit in those in this world. Yes. And that you get back. So, like, if you're putting bad shit out there in the world, yes. you're probably going to get bad shit back, and that's karma. Or rather, you should. Right? But anyway. But you could, I mean, like, most likely you will. Because if, like, if I'm being mean to a bunch of people, like, people are going to want to be mean to me. And, like, so you're, yeah, you're, that that's, it's No, I definitely agree with that. And I think that, you know, the way you described it, it is, like, it's like a trickle effect. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing is, like, you sort of, whether it's you start this, and this goes back to the movie, like, a pay it forward, yeah. like, movement, where it goes from one person to the next, and then it b- brings, like, more inherent I think positivity into your life from doing the the act of kindness. It's also one of those things where maybe, okay, maybe you paid for somebody's coffee or whatever. Yeah. And maybe that person was like could like needed that 5 bucks or whatever it was for something else. You could argue that they probably shouldn't have gotten the $5 yeah. coffee, but regardless, Maybe they needed that $5 to pay like a babysitter or to pay a parking meter to go to an yeah. interview. And then they get, if they, if they didn't have that money, they wouldn't have paid the parking. They wouldn't have gone to the interview and they wouldn't have gotten the job or something. There is like more at work here in the world than just like these, like just acts. It is a ripple effect. It goes beyond just the humans. And I think that that positivity, when you act kindly towards others, yeah, you feel more positive. They feel more positive. Mm-hmm. They are going to share that positivity with somebody else. You, yeah. because you feel positive, are going to share that positivity with more people. And then it just, it creates sort of, you know, more bridge building instead of blocking out 
of people. Because when you're negative, you just like, you seem unapproachable, right? Yeah. You're just negative. You're just like sitting there. You're like, oh, I'm so cold and I just feel so angry and blah, blah, blah. But like when you feel positive, people are, you're more welcoming and people are more inclined to, I think, emulate whatever you're emoting. Emulate what you're emoting. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, so I think there are some, there were some very interesting quotes that I found. Okay. I really liked this. The Dalai Lama says, happiness never decreases by being shared, right? Because normally when you, when you share something, you're, you're getting rid of your stock of whatever you're this sharing. This is true. Uh, that's not, that's, yeah. Um, I liked this. This is from a, they call themselves rack to this. Okay. Random acts of kindness activists. Oh, I like that. Isn't that cute? Uh, kindness is seeing the best in others when they cannot see it themselves. And I think that, I think that that is a true testament again, because of sort of the society we live in where we just sort of beat ourselves down all the time. Yeah, It's so important to get that, to get that feedback, those, that positive emotion. I agree. And they're actually doing this in school. Um, It's called a Let's Be Kind campaign. Really? Yes, where students are able to evaluate the ways to stand up for themselves and what they believe in while respecting the rights of others. So it's kind of a little bit different than just like being like just being kind. Yeah. But um, they have students brainstorm different ways that they can encourage the community to stand up for themselves. Um, They can make posters that promote respecting others. Um, and then they have the students plan and create the project and then share with the school. But this is part of the campaign for the Let's Be Kind. Okay. In the Kindness Week. Cool. I like instilling yeah. this sort of like in the younger generations. I would argue that talking, saying things is not as strong of a message as actually doing the things. You mean actions speak louder than words? Yeah. That's exactly right. Because right. yeah. it's like you, you're preaching. Yeah. You, can, you know, like when you preach this stuff, like that's not the same as actually doing nope. it. You know, those who can't do teach. Is that what they say? So yeah. let's all be doers. Yeah. And the other thing too is that a lot of people I'm sure would make the argument like, oh, I don't have time. Oh my God. Like, it takes, it, it it takes, takes so two seconds to open the door for somebody. I Or say like. I agree. Hope you have a great day. I agree. But guess what? Smile. Just smile more. But here's the thing. Let's say you're a hermit and you don't leave your freaking house. But you still have friends. Or maybe it's just electronic friends on chat rooms or whatever. There are things that you can do in this mobile world that... Are you talking about these apps? There are apps, but even still. Okay. Okay, so, you know, a lot of people text. I admit, I text a lot of people. I'm a texter. I still like calling people. Yeah, I For sure. But I will definitely text people when I'm... Text people when you're thinking about them. If you're like out... Like I did this Mm -hmm. last night. I was at a concert and I saw a ska band and I was like, oh my God. First of all, they were amazing. But second of all, Uh it reminded me, it took me back to my days of high school when my one friend and I used to go see the ska band. Okay. In fact, we both dated members of the ska band. All right. And so it's... It's one of the things where I immediately thought of her and I just, I had to text her and I was like, I'm thinking about you right now. I'm seeing Scott and it's taking you back to these days. Uh-huh. And it's just doing something like that or there's that app called Marco Polo. 
Which, have you ever used this? No, but it sounds fun. I personally haven't used it either, but I know my sister uses it. Okay. I know lots of other people do. Right. It's sort of like, it's sort of like a, vi- it's like a video messaging platform. Okay. So you can essentially like record yourself with like a very short video saying like, oh my gosh, like, hey, how's it going today? Just thinking about you or, you know, we're stuck here in the snow and pan to the snow and like push send and that's it. But it's a slightly more interactive. Is it like as- Snapchat? No. It's okay. through this Mark, Marco Polo app. And it's just it's just meant to like replace text messaging, I think. Interesting. I, again, I have not done it, but I know a lot of people who really, like, that contributes more because, think about it, you read a text message and you can in- inject any sort of inflection or emotion you want to. Sometimes with, Sometimes it's really hard to tell. It is very hard to tell yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So that is another idea. Or just taking a video of yourself and sending it, even outside of Marco Polo app, um, is fun. Like singing a song, telling a joke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are these apps. And like you can donate like charities and stuff like that. But there are apps. <laughs> you know. So there's this one. Thing. There's one app called the Kindness app. Okay. And you can choose one from a list of over 100 activities to do each day. Oh. It's best for kids and older kids and adults, excuse me. Uh, but it provides good ideas for ways to spread joy. Interesting. Yeah. Should I? I should download this app. I know. I was thinking about the same thing. There's so many apps. I wonder if it gives you like an alert. You know, like today. Don't forget to choose your act of kindness. I'm for sure today. everything gives alerts. But don't you think that that's actually kind of cool and takes us back to sort of what we said at the start? Like it shouldn't just be one day. No, it shouldn't be. It should be all the time. So, they're saying that kindness can help with sleep on the kindness app. What? Yeah, I don't really know the science behind that, but I mean, like... It helps with sleep? I'm on board. Oh, my God. Maybe that's why... Maybe I'm not kind enough. Maybe that's why I can't sleep. I doubt I'm going to download this I shit. I doubt that, Jamie. I don't know. I think I, I just... I doubt that. I just think about too many things. I sing songs in my head. I wake up and in the middle of the night, I have songs literally playing repeat on my, in my amazing. head. That's amazing. And I'm That's like, amazing. shut up. Turn it off. Um, wait, I'm going to download this right now as we're on here. All right. Everyone so can hold as Jamie's downloading that. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> There's also other apps. There's the Great Kindness, Kindness Challenge app. And What's this that? one's geared towards kids. Um, one is for schools and one is for families. And these can help add... Um, kindness to people by challenging them to complete a set of tasks, like smiling at 25 people. Ooh. Or going to a senior center and playing a board game with them, which I think is really sweet. That's really sweet. That is really nice. Yeah. So, I mean, smiling, just learn, just, you don't need an app to tell you you should just smile more. I mean, like, just try That's and smile more. Very true. You know? Um, Another one is the Global International Scavenger Hunt. This is so fucking cool. I'm sorry. I think it's really... I'm downloading that too right now. So, basically, <laughs> that outburst is due to... So um, I feel like I So, you pair up with friends or even strangers and you complete tasks that are um, fun and can be wacky, but they're usually kind and mostly charitable. Um, and while there are prizes, the end goal is basically to just be kind and add some laughter into the world. So, how fun is that? This is so cute. 
No, so I like the scavenger hunt thing. I definitely just downloaded that. It's still downloading. So I just logged into the kindness app and it says, please choose a kindness that you can complete today. And it's almost like, from what I understand, fuck, what's that called? Dating app. Ah. Tinder. Tinder, okay. That's it. Where you can swipe okay. for new ones. Okay. But you don't swipe left or right depending on if you like the... I'm sorry, you don't swipe. You just tap on the sides. Oh. Ooh. Donate <laughs> books you're not reading to the library. Oh. See? If you're tidying up with the yeah. Con- KonMari method then and you find all these books that you're going to get rid I've of... I've got a lot of books. Bring them to the library. And then, check this. You can choose to accept... Or you can say, I don't need a suggestion. Because mm. you already like, got your own shit going on. You know what? I'm being kind, bitches. I know. This is very don't cool. Don't tell me what to do and oh how my God, to do I'm it. so excited. Yay. Well, I'm I think that this has been like super fun learning about all different ways to be kind. I know. It's I, a very positive thing. It actually doesn't take that much energy, but it's so rewarding. I think that's a really, I mean, something that is important to just convey. It does not take a lot of it doesn't have much energy it can't take a lot of energy you could you could volunteer a bunch of time for something and sure that takes more energy but it can be as something as simple as smiling at people or giving a compliment or texting a friend you haven't talked to for like three months Mm -hmm. and being like hey what's up telling a stranger about you hey hope you have a great day exactly exactly i love it i love it be lovely be lovely got excited that was a good outburst okay (laughs) all right well thanks for listening guys uh we hope that you go out and be sincere spread the dbp love be generous be gracious and be be lovely and be kind all right i'm done with my outburst okay (laughs) just just for today just for today Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers, cheers from, from the, the girls, girls of DBP. DBP.